Well, good morning, Hilton Head Island Community Church. Hope you guys are doing well. Man, that was a robust response. I love it. I love it. Hey, glad that you're here today uh, with us. Thank you guys so much for being here in the house, joining us here in the house. Thanks for those of you guys who are out on the backstage patio, and those of you maybe watching, listening, or part uh, from somewhere else. We're glad that you guys uh, are here and apart. We have been in this series called Landing Lights, knowing uh, what the Bible says about finding and discovering God's will for our lives. And uh, we can do that in a variety of different ways, and this applies in a variety of different ways. And we come to our fifth uh, installment of this series, and we're going to be talking about, it's it's our last landing light. Next week, we're going to be talking about putting this all together and how this can be an incredibly practical thing in our lives, particularly when it comes to making decisions key decisions when we're faced with difficult choices in life, maybe vocationally for some of you who are choosing a vocation or changing a vocation. Any of you ever had to do that, changing a career path? Raise your hand this morning if you had to change a career path in your life, yeah. Um, if you're under the age of you know, 20, look around. Uh, it happens. So anyway, um, and so we're going to be talking about inner peace today. We've talked about outside circumstances. We've talked about wise counsel. We talked about scriptural confirmation. And last week we talked about desire, personal desire. And this week we come to inner peace, inner peace, something I think is very elusive in our world. Finding inner peace is a very difficult thing. We uh, have a team, uh, before we dive into God's word, we have a team that uh, is traveling as we speak to Belize. It is our first post-COVID, I'm going to say that with confidence, post COVID. It's our first post-COVID missions team, and uh, they are traveling to Belize as we speak. Um, They were supposed to leave yesterday, but their flight from Savannah to Atlanta got canceled, and so they couldn't coordinate it, which was really disappointing because that meant they couldn't be with our church partner on Sunday morning. Uh, And uh, Kevin Zib and Dunamis Church down there, they're doing an amazing thing. God is doing an amazing thing through them, and I, I hate that they didn't get to be there, but God has something big planned for them. I'm very, very sure of it. Uh, because he doesn't, um, he doesn't order our steps in a confusing way. And uh, it may seem like it sometimes, but he doesn't order our steps in a confusing way. And so today, I, I want to take a moment and pray for our uh, Belize team. We had uh, a one member of the team uh, who tested positive with no symptoms. And so that was disappointing. And so let's pray for our Belize team. So would you join me in praying as we pray for them as they head down? Justin's leading them. And so let's pray for them this morning. Father God, just like a a trip, a vacation, or or just traveling, uh, Father, when uh, things happen like happened to the team that's heading to Belize, uh, when things happen like they happened yesterday, it can be discouraging. And Father, I pray right now in the strong name of Jesus that you would be with Justin and the team that's heading to Belize. As they go through uh, all the customs and that sort of thing, when they get to Belize, I pray that you would give them peace. Father, as they board the plane right now and head down there, Father, I pray that you would give them peace. And as the message I sent to them today, I pray that you would give them eyes to see opportunity, a heart that is open to sharing the gospel and what you've done in their lives. And Father, I pray that you would protect them from the evil one. God, I pray that you would be with them and protect them spiritually and emotionally and physically. And God, I pray that they do great work with our partners down there in San Marcos and San Ignacio. 
uh, deep in Belize. Father, I pray that you'd be with Kevin Zib and Dunamis Church, Father, doing an amazing thing in San Ignacio and Santa Helena. And Father, I pray that you would be with our team as they travel. Give them an amazing week. And Father, I pray that you would speak through them. And while you're speaking through them, I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak into their lives. In Jesus' name, I pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Inner peace. It's very hard to find, isn't it? I think peace is something that is incredibly elusive. And I'm saying this, and of course, God ordered my steps to bring this message on a week that we've had graduations and birthdays and parties and parties and parties as our family. And as, as a dad, I'm beginning the process of sending my now, you know, almost 18-year-old um, on her way into college. And I've got to be honest with you, it's not been peaceful at all in my life. And that's exactly when you and I as Christ followers need God's Holy Spirit to provide peace the most, is when we're in the midst of turbulent times. We're pretty familiar with that now after 2020 and 2021 and even this year. We need God's peace because the peace that we seek when we try to find peace on our own, it's not lasting. It doesn't stick around. It's not something that we can grab onto. It's something that is elusive, and it slips through our fingers. And yet we need it so much because fear can overtake our lives. Panic can set in, right? We can be confused about life. And so when we're faced with major decisions, when we're faced with difficult circumstances, and we have all of these things that are pressing in on our lives, the, the, the issue becomes uh, then we make decisions in the midst of our turmoil and of our pain and of our fear and confusion and maybe even panic, and we make decisions that are poor, that hurt us, that hurt those around us that affect the trajectory of our lives in a negative way. How many of you in your life have ever made a, a poor decision? Raise your hand. We're just going to be honest this morning. I got both of mine up, all right? So, yep, thank you, thank you. I'm worshiping too, but anyway, not for that decision. So I've made some pretty poor decisions in my life, and almost always in those poor decisions it came down to, I wasn't in tune with God's Holy Spirit. I wasn't in alignment with God's Holy Spirit. I love Josh just being honest and just saying, I far too infrequently rely on God to fight for me. And, and I don't know about you, but like when there's a difficult circumstance, I, can, I always think, I can do this myself. I got this. I got this. How many times do we say that in this life? You got this. I got this. We got this. And I know it's so incredibly negative and pessimistic from the outside, but we as Christians need to learn to say, I don't got this. I don't got this. All my English majors are cringing right now. I understand. Because we don't have this. See, we desperately need inner peace, and that cannot come apart from God's Spirit in our lives. Listen, today what we're going to learn is, is that we find inner peace only when we have been led by the Spirit of God. A few weeks ago, as we were wrapping up our series that we uh, did on restoration through Easter, before Easter, and in the weeks, week or two following Easter, we talked about the restorative aspect of God's 
Holy Spirit in our lives. That he is there to restore us back to God. That he is there leading those of you who are Christ followers. He was a part of leading you to the point where you ask Christ to be your Savior. Some of you who may be listening or in this room right now who have not gotten to that point. God's Holy Spirit is working in your life behind the scenes in ways that you probably don't even know. And so he is at work in the restoration and the redemption of our lives. He's part and parcel, God's Holy Spirit is, in joining us back to God and making that restoration happen. But listen, Christ follower, I got to tell you, and, and I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, okay? So I'm like right with you. Living this Christian life apart from God's Holy Spirit is insanely difficult. We can't do it on our own. And God has given us his spirit to lead and to guide us to impart wisdom and counsel and truth and even prayer in our lives in those moments when we need it most. We find inner peace only when we have been led by the Spirit of God. This landing light coming on is essential in our lives when we're faced with difficult decisions, choices, life circumstances that we have to go down one path or another. We absolutely must have this landing light on if we're going to proceed and know that we're going to proceed in a way that God is going to be pleased with. It's part of his guidance system. And it may be the part, or it may be the, the landing light, the part of God's guidance system in our lives that is the least concrete, yet the most personal, because this is going to be forged in your time with God in quiet prayer. Inner peace. How many times have we tried to find inner peace in our lives through someone or something else, a movement, a moment, a thing, a goal, a career, we try to find inner peace through all of these things. And we as Christ followers have the Spirit of God available, living within us. At that moment of salvation, he takes over. And we can call on him whenever we need him. Jesus is talking to his disciples. We read it a few weeks ago. I'm just going to remind you again. And he told them that he was going to be leaving them. But he said, I have someone else, John 14, 26, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Jesus is essentially saying, hey, guys, I'm going to be leaving you. I'm going to be leaving you. I'm going to be going. I'm at my Father's bid. I'm doing his work, and I'm going to be leaving, but I am sending one and he's called the helper. And that word helper there means counselor. It means counselor. In fact, my first point today is the counsel of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit counsels us when making difficult decisions and critical choices. God's Holy Spirit counsels us when you and I are making difficult decisions and critical choices. He can counsel us. Part of the guidance system. When we're faced with a difficult circumstance, we call on someone who has the know-how and the experience and who can guide us to a place of safety. And it's your first point this morning. The Holy Spirit counsels us when making difficult decisions and critical choices. 
Earlier in John 14, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, that word again, helper, to be with you forever. Now the problem is, is that in the language, helper doesn't quite define all that God's Holy Spirit does in the counseling process. The word that we receive from this is paraclete. It's the, the old uh, Greek word paraclete and it means to counsel, counsel or an advocate or, I love this, a comforter. Listen, some of you today are in the midst of a crisis that you have fear and you have anxiety. And I get that. Maybe you have depression. And today, your prayer and my prayer ought to be, God, Holy Spirit, comfort me right now. Listen, it is not weak for us to ask God's Holy Spirit to give us comfort in the midst of crisis. It may, be, it may be a misfire for us to ask for comfort through our lives because I don't know if God calls us to a place of comfort in our lives, but in our soul, in our being, it is okay, men, it is okay to ask for God's Holy Spirit to comfort you. As vulnerable and weak as that might seem. He is there for us to counsel and to comfort. He is our advocate. He is our advocate. He speaks on our behalf. Okay, I'm going to be real honest with you. I, I, I have sort of loved and hated the, the Johnny Depp trial, Amber Heard trial. Are you with me? Like, I love it and I hate it. And, you know, I watch it for a minute and then I, I go on and I'm like... Wait, just a second. I got to go back and hear that again. That was the most ridiculous thing in the world. And what made it interesting and funny was not necessarily Johnny Depp, though he was acting the whole time, and so was Amber, and the whole thing is just a mess. But anyway, what was funny was the lawyers, right? It was insane. It was in absolutely insane. See, we, we don't have lawyers that are going to be as poor as Amber Heard's lawyers were, okay? They're not going to be as bad because we have God on our side. We have an advocate that has our best interest in mind, and we can call on him to advise and to counsel and to encourage. The word there that we use that's helper, it has the idea or the connotation of someone who encourages or exhorts one theologian said that Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit as compensation for his absence. I love that. Compensation for his absence. And wow, what a great counselor he gave us. An amazing counselor he gave us. So the Holy Spirit can counsel you when you're faced with a difficult decision or a life choice that is confusing when you're trying to figure out your financial situation or that relationship that has gone awry or you're here on vacation from Ohio and you're trying to figure out how to pay for it when you get back. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> he wants you to come to him and ask for his counsel. So he counsels us 
The Holy Spirit counsels us. He counsels us when making difficult decisions and critical choices. The second thing that he does in relation to this landing light of inner peace, of receiving inner, inner peace, is the Holy Spirit reveals truth in the midst of our confusion. And just like difficulty, we've all been faced with confusion over these past few years. Globally, nationally, locally, personally. It's been a confusing time. But God's Holy Spirit is there to bring truth into the midst of our confusion. And without him, what we do is we bite on the truth, we grab we go after that truth and we, we bite on it and it gets us. And all of a sudden, the evil one, who is, excuse me, we bite on the confusion. The, the evil one uses that confusion to bring us down a path where we make poor choices. We make choices then that is for ourselves, not for God. It's for us, not for others. But God's Holy Spirit gives us Truth come, John 16, or John 16, 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, Jesus is telling his disciples, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. You know, I don't believe that God gives us a picture of what the future is and all the clarity and details of our future because if we knew what the future was we would turn the other direction <laughs> and so god but god does reveal to us what we are supposed to do in the moment in the now that will prepare us for the future what thing today are you confused by what lie is surrounding your life right now that is causing confusion? My, my challenge to you is to ask for God's Holy Spirit to give you the truth of the situation. To separate what is false, fake news, and what is the real thing. He provides truth. He reveals truth in the midst of our confusion. He gives us counsel. He gives us truth thirdly. The Holy Spirit provides wisdom when we lack understanding. He provides wisdom. Listen, there's so many deep theological truths in all four of these points. He gives us wisdom. The, the counselor not only counsels us, he, he, he not only is, is our, our helper and our advocate, and he's, he's not just the one who brings truth, but he gives us wisdom. He can provide wisdom if we lean on him. He can provide wisdom. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thought? Listen, I want you to hear this. This is, this is so good. I love this picture that Paul paints for the church in Corinth. He says, for who knows a person's thought, thoughts except for the spirit of that per person which is in him? In other words, we can't see it, right? So also, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except what? Say it with me. The spirit of God. Okay, so... God's thoughts are only revealed to the Spirit of God, but he says this, now, 
Verse 12. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given to us by God. Listen, he can provide understanding in the midst of confusion. I had a conversation yesterday in, in our house. I think I've probably mentioned this before. We were about ready to enter into a probably what will be a summer-long uh, process of replacing all of the plumbing in our house. And the word polybutylene has become my nemesis, all right? So it is going to be a project in our house. It's going to be fun. Pray for the Cullens, all right? So pray for us, please. I might go to Belize and not come back next time. Anyway, so uh, I was talking with someone yesterday, and, and this person said, you know, who's doing it? And I said, well, I've got several different people doing it. I want to do it, <laughs> but I shouldn't be doing it because I don't understand any of it. And YouTube is so incredibly helpful, but it is really dangerous, isn't it? Sometimes you, it, it gives you just enough understanding about something that you start, but you can't what? Finish. Oh, my goodness. There's more to that story, but it's for another day. Okay, so anyway, and maybe a counseling session. So uh, God's Holy Spirit can provide you and I clarity and comfort and understanding in the midst of confusion. What are you faced with right now that is insanely confusing? Here's the thing. Whatever it is that you have in mind that is the most confusing thing in your life right now, he can provide understanding in the midst of it. It doesn't mean you're going to go home this afternoon after we're done here and it's all going to be perfect, but he can provide clarity in the midst of of that tragedy, in the midst of that health circumstance, in the midst of that problem, he can give us understanding. If he can give us understanding into the things of God, then he can give us understanding into the things of our life. This wisdom that he gives us is from God rather than man. You see, the multitude of counselors in our lives is one of the landing lights, and when it goes on, we ought to pay attention. But even that should be confirmed by God's Holy Spirit. Because you know what? Sometimes even good people are wrong. <laughs> even me. I tell people all the time, check what I'm saying with God's word. Because I'm not always right. I don't always get it right. Check with God's word. So the Holy Spirit provides counsel. He provides truth. He provides understanding and clarity and wisdom in the midst of confusion. And lastly, he helps us when we cannot help ourselves. He helps us when we cannot help ourselves. John 14, 26, the helper, the helper, he says, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring remembrance to all that I have said. He is a helper. Romans 8, the Apostle Paul, writing the letter to the church in Rome, to the Christians in Rome, he says this in verses 26 and 27, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Are you weak right now? Are you weak right now? 
he can help you in the midst of your weakness. For we don't know what to pray. For we don't know what to pray. We don't know what to pray. I want to say that again. We sometimes don't know what to pray. Have you ever been there? I mean, some of, some of us, I accepted Christ as, a savior, as my Savior when I was about, well, I was in first grade, and then it really made sense to me when I was a teenager. I've been a Christ follower for many decades. So many, I can't even figure out how many it is in my head right now. Long time. But there are times when I don't know what to pray. I don't know what to cry out to God. And he says, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness for we don't know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes. That word is a really fancy word for prayer. He intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Now, some of you... That may not make any sense, but I love this because essentially what this is saying is he's saying that when you are at that point when you can't even speak, that life is so upside down that you don't even know what to pray, he does it for you. And if you haven't faced a crisis that's that bad that you don't know what to pray, you will. Happy Sunday. You will. (laughs) And you have the Spirit of God, who can utter the words that you can't. He is our helper, and he lives in us, and he's right there. And so, church, that's how we find inner peace. That's how we find inner peace. It's when we rely on God's Holy Spirit who can counsel us and who can teach us and who can give us wisdom and who can help us. When we have done that, that landing light is on and we can proceed. See, counsel plus truth plus wisdom plus help, not from the world, but from God, the Spirit of God, that's how we receive inner peace. That's how we fight the battles of depression and anxiety and discouragement. That's how we tell the the truth of God's word versus the lies of, of culture and the world. It's the spirit of God in us. Listen, I want to say it again. We find inner peace only when we have been led by the spirit of God. How do we access the Spirit of God? I think it's more simple than we think. If the Spirit of God lives in us, here's the real nitty-gritty, like, this is, this is like the take-home for, for today. This is what you can take home and you can use tomorrow at work or school. Wait, it's summer. You're not in school. Uh, you know, you can use it in life, in your neighborhood, with that neighbor that's really loud or the cranky person that cut you off. Not from Ohio, of course. <laughs> Listen, trust, trust in God's Holy Spirit to give you peace. Trust in God's Holy Spirit to give you peace. Listen to the Spirit of God quietly guiding you. I'm going to talk about that as we end here in a moment. And then follow his lead. It's a trust, a listen, 
and a follow prescription for accessing the Spirit of God in our lives. You see, Jesus told us in John 3 that once we accept him as our Savior, automatically we have the Spirit of God living in us, and he is there to guide us to safety. A few weeks ago, there was a man who was flying away from a fishing trip that he and a couple friends had been on, and they were flying a chartered plane, and the pilot said to the passengers, they're all on headphones, he said, I, I have a headache. And a minute or two later, he was incapacitated. How would you react? It's you and your buddy on a fishing trip in the back, and there's one pilot, and all of a sudden, he's incapacitated. He's out. He's gone. Now, I'm going to tell you the, the whole story. He didn't die, which is amazing. But he was incapacitated for the rest of the flight, which Darren Harrison took over. He had never flown a plane, ever. Just let that sink in for a second, okay? The pilot is gone. He's, he can't fly the plane. You've never flown a plane before, and all of a sudden you find yourself in the position of being at the controls of a plane. And he looks out, and all he sees in every direction Darren does is water. They're out over the Atlantic, heading to Florida, heading back to Florida. And after a little while, he figured out how to access air traffic control and a guy by the name of Robert Mason, Morgan, excuse me, Robert Morgan, who was an air traffic controller but also uh, an instructor, was out taking a break from his air traffic controlling duties and his pager went off. I think they actually do have pagers in that business. And someone came out of the air traffic control tower and came down and said, we need you upstairs now. And he said, that's never happened to me in all of my years of being an air traffic controller. I knew something was bad. And over the course of the next almost hour, Robert Morgan quietly and calmly gave instructions to a plane that needed to be hand-flown by Darren Harrison, who had had a grand total of zero minutes flying an airplane. And over the course of the next hour, he guided him down, found the largest airport that he could find, and Darren Harrison, who had never flown a plane before, landed, and all the people around said it was a 10 out of 10 landing. But the key was, is that Darren Harrison was listening and paying attention to the truth of the air traffic controller that knew much more than him. And he was listening in the quiet of that cockpit as the air traffic controller gave him specific instructions, and he followed every single instruction. He pressed every button that he needed to press. He turned the yoke exactly as much as he needed to turn it. He pressed those rudder pedals exactly what he needed to do to land the plane and get to safety. And today, I know that there's some of you that feel like there's no safety to be had in your life. And I've been there. And likely the person that you're sitting next to has been there. And God's Holy Spirit brings that inner peace that will help guide you to safety. Our job is to trust, is to listen, and to follow his lead. All the way back in the Old Testament, the, the prophet Elijah 
had just had this great mountaintop experience of doing great work for God. And then he entered into a little bit of depression. Do you see? Even God's prophets struggle sometimes. In 1 Kings 19, verses 11 through 13, I love this. And he said to Elijah, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountain and broke it into pieces. <laughs> the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was, what's that next word? Not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was, say it with me, not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was what? Not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a, say it with me, low whisper. The King James says, after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Listen, church, Christ follower, Todd, listen up. It's time for us to stop trying to figure it out on our own, to try to face fear on our own, to do all of these things on our own, or to have this obsession with this great mountaintop loud experience finding God in the midst of that. God does speak in the midst of those things. But if we want to access the spirit of God in our lives, it's going to happen in the quiet when we're listening. And that still, small voice of God very well could be the thing that you hear that gets you out of the current desperate situation that you're in or gives you the instructions to be able to navigate it, that guidance so that you can get to the ground safely. Father, I pray right now in the strong name of Jesus that you would help us to hear your voice. Your Holy Spirit who's living and resides in us. Help us, Father God, to trust that you have the truth, that you can counsel us, that you can provide wisdom and that you can be our helper when we are most helpless. Father, I pray in the strong name of Jesus that you would give me, that you would give us the ability to trust you, to listen for your voice, that we would allow the noise of the world to be drowned out, that we would turn the volume down, that we would put the phone on silent, or better yet, turn it off, to hear from you. And God, when you speak, once we have trusted, once we have been listening for that still small voice in our lives, Father, give us the courage to follow you, whatever it may mean, whatever the consequence is, whatever we think is going to happen. Your word says, I know the plans I have for you. In fact, it says that 
you declare it. And Father, I pray for those who are in here, those who are listening, those who are outside, and they may be facing tremendous fear, tremendous anxiety, tremendous difficulty, and maybe right now they're at an intersection of the worst weeks and months of their life, and they're at an intersection of a major decision. (laughs) And they feel like everything about the future is hanging in the balance. Oh God, help us to find wise counsel. Help us to see how you're working in those outside circumstances. Help us to go deep into your word so that we can have confirmation from the instruction manual that you gave us. Help us, Father, to see that you have created us and that we do have a personal desire. But oh, Father, help us in the midst of these confusion, confusing choices and difficult decisions to find an inner peace that can only come from your Holy Spirit. Today, I'm going to say amen in just a moment. We're going to sing another song. But maybe today you're facing what seems like an impossible task. Maybe it's unspoken. Maybe it's very clear what the situation is. I don't know where you are. But I'm going to be in backstage. That door's going to be open to my right. We've got a couple prayer stations in there. You can go visit those. We'll have myself and a couple of our Stephen ministers will be there. If you need prayer, you just need someone to talk to, I want to encourage you to go back there. Father, I pray that you would work in our lives. Father, that you'd be active and present. Thank you for this still, small voice. Help us to listen to you. In Jesus' name, I pray.